Hey there, you're listening to Welcome Back to Roswell. In our fourth week, we'll be talking Leaving Normal from the original series and the brand new episode of Roswell, New Mexico, Where Have All the Cowboys Gone? I hope the answer involves Michael and Spurs? Number one. What convention was being held in this episode? Orthodontics convention. What did the convention attendees compliment Liz on? Her overbite. Why was Grandma Claudia taken to the hospital? Because she had a stroke. Or she collapsed. Later it was determined that she had a stroke. Ooh. Who was her treating physician? No! (laughs) Oh, no! Uh, 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 uh. I could describe him to you. I have a guess. Okay. I have a guess as to his last name. Can I do that? Yes, please. I think it's Sanchez. Oh, it's got to be. Dr. Sanchez. I think it's Dr. Sanchez. it's Dr. Sanchez. Yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, number five. Who filled in for Liz at the Crashdown Cafe? Uh, no. Uh-oh. I'm not going to remember her name. You can give it a guess. For Liz? Wait, well. She subbed y- for Liz. Right. Alien sister. Yes. Whose name is, starts with an A? Uh-uh. No? Uh. You could name her, for half point, because I already messed up on the position. For half credit, you could name the actress. Oh, I don't know who that actress <gasps> was. Who's that actress? Oh, my God. It's over. <laughs> we were doing so well in these quiz questions. You wouldn't have been anywhere near Sanchez without me. <laughs> not that, not that we know that that's right. <laughs> uh, it was Isabel. Played by Isabel. Uh, Catherine Heigl. That is Catherine Heigl. Yeah. I thought for a second that it was Catherine Heigl, and then I was like, you're wrong, Patrick. That can't possibly yeah, be right. I mean, you're kind of like a pop culture person, so I thought you would. Get know that that was Catherine Heigl. It's this is the second time tonight that my uh, instinct for self doubt has kicked me in the butt. Because if yeah. I had just gone with it and said that's Catherine Heigl, Isabel is her name. Yeah, Isabel. Okay. It's okay. This is a tough episode. The, so this is what you were saying to me as we were watching it was like, this is not the episode I thought we were gonna watch. <laughs> I was hoping we were gonna watch a better episode than this. <laughs> I thought my guest was going to be better. No, I'm kidding. Whoa! Uh, my guest today is Patrick Ellers. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me and sharing Roswell with me. <laughs> yeah, uh, any, literally. <laughs> any time. Uh, um, I know you have made that clear before. <laughs> I'm reiterating. And this, this is me taking you up on that. I know, it's happening. It's amazing. <laughs> Woo! Um, and we're talking Leaving Normal, the Grandma Claudia episode. Um, yeah, this episode for me is usually, it's part of my, when I do a rewatch, it's part of the initial binge. Because it's number four, so you can get through that in the first, like, intense session. But I never am going forth, like, I'm never trying to get to this episode. Right. I'm trying to, honestly, two episodes past this is, like, my first favorite episode. So, and it's because it gets to, like, good shipping stuff, or? Shipping stuff, and more action. Okay, yeah. Not a lot of action in this episode. No, in fact, I think the only action in this episode we cut away from before it happens. You mean the beating up? The beating up. <laughs> well, you don't want to see it. 
<laughs> well, but it's the only action in the episode. Yeah, it's true. If 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 the uh, an episode of Roswell requires us to have a fight of some kind. No, it doesn't have to be a fight, but usually there's some kind of in the best episodes of the show, I mm-hmm. think there's usually some kind of set piece. There's something that's up. So it could be some uh you kind of see it with Grandma Claudia, but they have a thing where they get flashes. Yeah, so sure. Sometimes the flashes give you that like jazz. Ooh. But like in this, it's there's a lot of alien activity. Sure. But it feels more like an episode of a typical teen drama that has some alien stuff layered in. Yeah, and like some really nonchalant alien stuff too. Oh yeah. I mean, we're just like heating up burgers. <laughs> we're she we're melting it. lockers. Oh my god, giving people itches. Yeah, yeah. Is that also heat related? Are all of their powers heat related? Um, He's giving them giving the bully a heat rash. I think if you broke it down, uh-huh. all of their powers um are manipulating matter, usually. But like this thing where you can take a dying person and make them a ghost that's corporeal. Right. That doesn't really fit in. That's just look what else he can do. But most of the time their things are they can Manipulate. Manipulate matter. Okay. Yeah, because when he was uh, bringing the Grandma Claudia ghost yes. out into the room, um, though she was still alive at that point. I guess it's not a ghost. It was an astral projection. Yeah, I was but thinking. But like it was physical. Because Liz touched her and kissed her. Right. And she could see Max. Because she was like, that's Max? Yes. <laughs> hey, that's Max? <laughs> hey, hey, that's Max? <laughs> so he's making eyes through which she can see. He's making a lot of things. That's manipulating some matter. Yeah, so it's beyond. <laughs> but yeah, so I think... And Michael's not usually that good at... Well, you know what? I don't think the shows realize he's not that good. Later, <laughs> they... And I wouldn't call it retcon because it's still, like, the show's still finding its footing. Yeah, sure. But later, Max, Michael is like, He's not as dependable for power. So, like, you wouldn't have him do anything that might blow up because it'll blow up. Oh, okay. So, but it's not really true in this episode. In in this episode, we only see him do what two two power things. He he melts a uh, a locker. Yes, he or like melts, melts the yes, the combination he does locker. The or something. Itches. He does the he itches. Does one more other thing to he to changes me. answers on a test. Oh yeah, that was pretty sophisticated for him. Because uh, when when it happened, you. You'd been quiet for a little bit, and uh-huh. you just said, nightmare. It, okay. As yeah. a test girl, yes. one, I was often- What do you mean, of, test girl? I was a girl who's good at tests. Okay. This is not something you know about me? No, that you test well? I test very well. I test well, too. Um, I also test quickly. Mm. So much of my schooling career- Yes. I shouldn't say much of, because you only take tests, like, what, 10% of the time? Mm. But mm-hmm. in test situations, a big part of my life was, when you finish- do you want to be the first person who gets up and goes up? You want to be the second. You want to be the second. You want whoever, because sometimes, sometimes, you finish a test real early. Yep. And, you're, and no one else is going up, and you're like, oh, no, did I misunderstand something <laughs> on the I test? Did I miss a section? Right. <laughs> did I not write an essay? Right. But if you see someone else spring up, then you're like, there we go. There's the bar. Yep. And you're not going to get comments, because I don't want to hear the comments. Mm, sure. I don't want teacher to say something to me. Yeah, what is the teacher's deal in that scenario? Because the teacher always will. I know. What do they get out of it? I don't know. But they do. What's so, teacher doing during this this time? I hope they're writing their novel. I hope so too. Um, when I would TA, I would 
uh, read a book or grade papers if I had papers to grade. Yeah. But. But yeah, like, if if it were happening now, you'd just be like on your phone or something, right? I guess. I mean, I don't know if do teachers just sit around on their phone. I think they would probably grade papers. They're great or do like. That's, there that's is probably a lot right. of like dumb. Here's the thing: teachers don't get assistance, right? And there's dumb admin stuff that comes with their job. So I bet they just do some of their dumb admin work. That makes sense to me. Like filling in bubbles. I don't know what they have to do. My dad used to. I remember back in the day. Used to fill in a lot of bubbles. Well, because we would, school would be over for us. And I was, uh, my dad was a high school teacher, or is a high school teacher. And school would be over for, like, my brother and I. And he would still have, like, one or two days of going to work. Yeah. And one of the things he had to do, and this this was a while ago. They probably do it all digitally now. But he would have to, like, fill in the bubbles of what the kids' grades were. Oh, so interesting. after he finished grading everything. He would have to translate from what he did to what the school was asking for. Exactly. And it was the kind of thing where, like, in a different world, I could have helped him or someone could help, but you can't do that. You can't give your, like, 10-year-old kid. Yeah, like the power over, over someone's grades. Yeah, you can't be like, here are the grades, here are the names, put them in. So I never did, but it was one of those jobs where I, I would just have to, like, mess, like, wait. Because it, bef- it was, like, the weird time of year because it was before swim team started. And so, like, I had to be taken care of. Uh-huh. And there's not really daycare on those days because school's done. Right. Like, summer, but not fully summer. So you couldn't help your dad with these? No, I just remember being, like, bored. And, of course, he's a <laughs> procrastinator, so it would be, like, the last minute. Yeah. He'd be like, see, my my mother was also a teacher, first grade though. Oh, so when it came to the end of the year, that's when she was like, and now I've got to find a way to like grade the kids because like <laughs> they're ch- they're because they're little. yeah they're children, <laughs> <laughs> and like you've got maybe a backlog of like things they've worked on, but yeah. like suddenly you have to assign like a grade to be like, oh yeah, they're getting a B in math or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like. My mother was the uh, math and science teacher for two first grade classes. So okay. um, she like split those classes with uh, other teachers that were doing, you know, like the, the rest of the subjects. Um, but I would say that my mother's passions do not lie in either math oh, no. or science. Um, but she likes kids. Okay. And was good with kids and like doing, uh, you know, like animal units would have like a penguin unit and like a bat unit. Okay. Um, that kids I think love that stuff. kids love that stuff. And I think she liked having a giant inflatable penguin oh, that li- yeah. lived in our house most of the year. But you know, there was like a month when it was at the school <laughs> <laughs> point is I didn't help with those either. No, you're, you can't help your kid. No, at that's t- right. Like this is flashback to the time at the time I was like, I could totally help. But now I understand why I was not invited to help. <laughs> it's because we would have used our alien magic to change grades. Yeah, that is a, that's a nightmare. Is it, I've turned in my test early. Uh-huh. Some jackass comes from behind and just changes all the letters because there's no proof of anything. No. Like, that's a perfect crime. That is a perfect crime. Uh, we see no fallout from that either. Yeah, I mean, what's going to happen? The kid's going to get a, a bad grade on one pop quiz. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's really no big deal. I, I mean, mean, you and I just got a bad grade on this pop quiz. Why are you reminding me? I'm so I'm going to re-record it. <laughs> no, no, you are not, Ryan Mogi. <laughs> I am a part of a blemish on this podcast, and we will not erase it. It's not a blemish. Here's the thing. We didn't look up the answers, so who knows? Sanchez could be right. They do have a whole thing where they talk about it, but that was a fairly esoteric question considering the other questions. Yeah, agree. The other questions are kind of just plot points. 
Yeah, and then this one is like, remember a tiny detail. It was definitely a like quintessentially um, Hispanic last name. Okay. Um, and that's all we knew him as is Doctor something. And yeah. I think Sanchez is right. I don't think my mind is just doing Rick and Morty. No, I think that sounds right. Because Jeff and Nancy, see, I know the parents' names of Liz. <laughs> uh, Jeff and Nancy uh-huh. are very happy to see him and. I remember that part. I just don't remember what his name is. Um, do you remember Jeff and Nancy or Jeff telling a story and Nancy butting in to oh, be like, so except it wasn't deer season, and he's just like, uh, actually it was, and keeps telling the story. <laughs> what was going on there? Um, that marriage is never shown as super happy. Mm. I mean, they don't get divorced. Spoiler: You don't believe in spoilers, but like, don't worry about it. They're not getting divorced, but like, okay. they are. I think they are. And I don't, again, I don't know how much of this they've decided already when, when they shot this episode, but the two of them are fundamentally very different. Okay. And so, which we find out later, they're like from different worlds. And so it's kind of funny for Liz. Oh, so is one of them an alien? No. Oh. That would be interesting, but that's not happening. <laughs> okay. But they can relate to Liz's struggles. Okay. Or kind of not relate. Is one of them a vampire? No. They're just from different neighborhoods. Oh, okay. And one's like a partier and one's straight lace. I, I could I could not tell you which is which. Well, I'm not telling. Well, okay. You. You're gonna bring you back. <laughs> Every episode that has a lot to do with Jeff and Nancy Parker, you're my yeah, guy. Yeah, call call me back. Uh, we had a little conversation during the episode. Yes. About <clears throat> Kyle's dad coming in oh and being God. like, "Hey, champ, what's going on?" Kyle's watching TV. Yeah, t- first he tosses him some Ben and Jerry's, which was nice. Yeah. And uh, they eat it with the spoon. Right, right out, right out of the tub. Moment. It's very cute. And then, and Kyle is watching a movie, like, and is trying kind of to ignore his dad. Right. He's and, watching the movie actively. And his dad's like, what's going on? Kyle's like, girl trouble you wouldn't understand. And then Sheriff Dad. Goes, try me. And turns off I know. the TV. I know. Turns off the TV. This is 1999. There's no TiVo. There's no Hulu. Nope. He's watching something on live TV. That he will never see again. He will never see it again. What a nightmare. It was a nightmare. And it brought back painful memories for me of my parents blocking me from television I went to see. Like when I was very little. I think it was like in first grade. I'm not saying that just because your mom teaches first grade. But I Mm. think it was like that around that age. Maybe second grade. And I saw a show that was to change my life. It was a show called Saved by the Bell. Mm. I loved this show. And immediately, like the first time I saw it, I think there must have been some kind of marathon because I feel like I watched three or four episodes. I saw it and I was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. I love all these characters. I want to see them all the time. It's yes. my favorite show. It's my favorite show in the world. And I asked my mom when it was on because I was little at the time. It's like before I was reading TV Guide and stuff. And she told me she didn't know when it was on. Now, that's a lie. That's a lie. I found out later. That was a flat she out. She knew exactly lie. when it was on. Yeah, she was she gonna watch did, it without you. She just didn't want me to get obsessed about this teenage show when I was a little girl because I was pretty little. I think that honestly, you could trace it back to two things: that, and then when she wouldn't let me. This then a few years later, she wouldn't let me watch Beverly Hills Nine Hundred I think that is how I became who I am. That's what drives you to that stuff. So, 100%. When I was similar age, yes. we had just moved into the new house, so I 
must have been six, mm-hmm. six, six or seven. Um, and the, we had cable for the first time. Okay. Uh, and I had discovered Comedy Central. <gasps> and this is, uh, you know, Comedy Central in like 1990, period. Yes. Um, and uh, Little Me was, uh, you know, I found, found some funny stuff on Comedy Central. Uh-huh. And I watched uh, an episode of Whose Line Is It Anyway, okay. which I thought was the funniest thing in the world. You were right. I was right. You know, I was seeing Colin Mockery and Ryan Stiles and the rest. Uh, wow. <laughs> well, who else was there? The, Greg Proops. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty good. I named three. I feel like yeah, that's, that's, like, that's pretty good. Yeah. I feel like those are the three who have, have continued. Yes, that's if right. If you had pulled one of the deep cuts. Yeah, like uh, Tony. Of... Oh, Tony. Tony yes, S- Slattery. Is that his name? Is Tony Slattery the like really English guy? Yeah, with like kind of thin, Thick, dark, yep. uh, dark, very dark hair. Like that's always falling in his face. Yeah. Yes, his name's definitely Tony. And it, he's either uh, drunk or plays drunk all the time. Yeah, I think he's just British. Either way. And then uh, was the girl named Janine uh, the one who always wore pantsuits and yeah, had dark hair? Yeah, I cannot remember what her name oh, is. Oh man, okay, but yes, this was the greatest show that ever. So th- was. this is the show that I was watching. I was over the moon, and uh, I told my parents about it that night, and yes. I was like, "There's this Whose Lines It Anyway show. It's on Comedy Central. Cable's the best thing ever. Uh-huh. We're gonna watch the show together tomorrow." And I don't know if I was even coming back to Comedy Central at the at the right time or not, <laughs> but I turned Comedy Central on, and instead of being whose line is it anyway, the kids in the hall was on. <gasps> now, I love the kids in the hall. Uh huh. But this was 1990 in Wisconsin. Were you not ready? I I was ready. <laughs> I was super excited, but there was like some super gay Scott Thompson sure. sketch right at the top uh-huh. of it. And my parents were like, you're not watching Comedy Central ever oh, again. No! And of course it drove me right to it. Of course. Oh. Yeah. My parents, I was also a Comedy Central yeah. aholic. Mm-hmm. And you got to watch the A-list, stand-up, stand-up. I loved it mm-hmm. so much. I, but I also, and I, I think I've talked to you about this. We talk a lot about culture. That's right. Uh, but I. Uh, <laughs> On and off mic. It's true. Um, my, the bane of my existence were two things. Mm. And because otherwise I would watch Comedy Central all day, all night. Yeah. Except, you know, I really wasn't allowed to watch television that much, but. Whenever I would turn on the TV, I would turn to Comedy Central, and then if one of these two things were on, I'd switch to Disney Channel. The two things that made me so mad. Oh, there's a third one. Three things. One, uh-huh. Gallagher. Sure. Hated it from Jump. Did not like, I don't like messy comedy. I don't like messy shows. Not he interested. only gets messy in the last, like, 15 minutes of the set. Well, the rest of the time he's yelling and people are wearing ponchos. I'm not interested. Two, Benny Hill. He's gross. He's a creep. He doesn't yeah. even make jokes. Yeah, Benny Hill was always tough, where Ugh. it's like, uh, let's just get through this so I can watch some premium blend. 100%. Third, Ab Fab. Now, I've grown to have an appreciation as yes. a grown-up. As a child, though, but it's impossible. No, it's it's so, impossible. They're just mean. Yeah, and you're like, I don't understand this house. <laughs> what are these jokes they're making? They're making I don't understand any of it. What is going on? Yeah. Yeah, why are they They're so mean to their little the, the daughter? Whose problem is that she's not slutty? I don't know. No. When I was a kid, I didn't. It was just like this is that was that was a tough hurdle as a, for a kid. I was like, "Where's Doctor Katz? That's oh what my, I care about." Yes, give me Doctor Katz. Oh, and his yeah. son Ben. 
Oh, Ben. Ben's so good. I love Ben. That's where my love affair with uh, H. John Benjamin began. Uh, well, all of ours. All of ours. And then you found out he did it look like Ben, and you're like, oh. Right. And now he's on, like, all the big cartoons. That's true. He's Bob of Bob's Burgers. He's Archer of Archer. He's everyone. He's he he's the man of a, a bunch of the same voice. He's he's a man of one voice. But I one voice. Characters. It's a magical voice and we all love it. We do enjoy it. Um what else do we have to say about this episode, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you're wrapping me up. Okay. I'm not I'm not wrapping you okay. up. I just I, I, I didn't know how to steer us back um, towards okay, the show. Okay, well, one thing and we are at our like twenty minute mark, so if we have if we don't have a ton to say about the show, we can wrap. Do you have any ship-related thoughts uh, about like, what you've seen? Not really. I was there was one point when uh, Lizzie is breaking up with Kyle. Yeah, where I was like, "Yes, Kyle, walk away. Like you don't, yeah, you don't need this. He needs, he needs to move on. She's not doing him any favors." Well, yeah, and his friends are beating up her friend. Yeah, he's got to go tend to his own house. Basically. Yeah, he's going to tend to his house. Here, I am a Kyle, at this point in the series, like, apologist. Like, I, I like He Kyle. seems like a good guy. There's a scene, and you missed it, in the second episode uh-huh. that makes me so happy. And I'm going to try to communicate it to you, and I'll see if I can successfully do so. Let's if do not, it. Let's I'll do it. You watch I'm, it. I'm there with you right now. <laughs> okay. So, in the first episode, uh, Liz uses Kyle to do a a caper with Max. There's usually capers in this show. There are no capers in this episode. So, like, she uses Kyle. She's like, sets up a date for him, and she doesn't show up on the date. Then, next episode. Oh, and also, like, there's all the suspicions, like, is Kyle going to figure out the alien thing? The next episode, Liz is at her locker, and Kyle kind of walks over, and he's, like, shaking his head. And he's like, Liz, can I speak to you? Oh. And, like, Maria's there, Maria's like, later. And so then, Liz is like, Sure, Kyle. What's up? And you can tell she's super nervous. Like, oh my god, is Kyle going to confront me about the alien? Right, he's going to call me out on yeah. Wait, on on the alien or on standing him up? Well, standing him up, and that the alien that because he saw the silver handprint on her stomach. Okay, okay. So she's like, she's like, yeah, Kyle, what's going on? And he's like, Liz, a person should be on time. <laughs> it's so <laughs> cute. I'm like, Kyle, a person should be a on time. A person should be on time. Oh no. Yeah. A, a, an older person told that to him at one yes! point. <laughs> oh and no. He's like sharing it and he's trying to be like so reasonable cuz he has every right to be actually mad at her right. or to be a jerk about it right. or to like how could you do this to me on Mr. Football Man or whatever but instead he's just like Liz, a person, a person should, should be, be on, on time. time. And she doesn't know what to say cuz he's not wrong. He's not wrong, but also, can you imagine if if you were late to something, and like, you know, you don't ever intend to be late to anything, no. right? Uh, but let's say you're late to something, and you walk in, and someone says to you, a person should be on time. You tell them to fuck off, right? I think with my eyes. Mm. With my mouth, I'd probably say, oh, you're right, I'm so sorry I'm late. And then I'd probably like text my friends and be like, can you believe, can you this believe what just happened? <laughs> this is a literal quote I just heard. I love that we can turn it from like a cute thing to like <laughs> unacceptable. But we're adults. I think it's because yes, yes, he's a yes. teenage boy and he's also like so clearly positioned to be this archetype of like jock uh-huh. and he's the boyfriend when she falls in love with someone else. Like he's so positioned to be this like very specific idea and it turns out he's just kind of a 
goober. I mean, that's such like, like a grandmaism, yes, right? He's like, like a, a person grandma. should be on time. Liz, a person should be on time. You know, in my day, exactly, it's folk were on time. Ugh. Um. So yeah. So I feel like. So it's it's just an anti ship that I've got right now is the two of them. Like I I don't yeah I don't need you, them you together. Wa- were you moved by any of the? There's a lot of doe eyes going on between mm. Max and Lizzie. Max and Lizzie, no. I mean, I think uh, the way the Max actor carries himself on mm-hmm. the show is intriguing. Okay. Like, I think he's got that, like, I'm handsome and mysterious. Yes. And uh, the less you know about me, the better. And I'm like, the less I know about you, the more I like. <laughs> Can you stand a little further away from camera? Um, I'm enjoying this. And we both agree. Yeah. He has the best car ever. Oh, my God. I'm so envious of this car. It's my, uh, When I lived with my sister and brother-in-law mm-hmm. in Hawaii, my brother-in-law owned a uh, Jeep that is very similar to that, but it was uh, it was like a, uh, what, what was it, blue? I want to say it was a, a blue Jeep uh, Sport that okay. you could take the doors off and the sides off and when you you just like strip that thing down to nothing it was incredible and this is as i'm living in hawaii so like i hated going to my job hated it because i had to drive from the middle of the island down to uh waikiki Mm because i worked at a hotel um but when i did it in that car it was just like nothing mattered like you're just out and like there's sea air everywhere and like it's just sunny and beautiful and like, yeah, you're gonna go work a, a crappy shift at a hotel, but like, you know, you're surrounded by Hawaii for a little bit. It's oh just beautiful, God. and I just, I miss, I don't miss much about living there, but driving that car, oh, yeah. And we do. We talked about this. We live in a place where we could own a car like that. We could. It's, it's practical right now. Yeah, but and other, weirdly cold. And weirdly cold. So like this week, bad week. Well, maybe good week to get a good price. Mm. But bad week this week. But like pretty much nine and a half months out of the year. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. All right. So I ship us with that car. Oh, hard ship us with that car. Yeah. I really don't if have any I, ship. If I had that car, I would just go riding around. I would just drive. Yeah. I don't really do that with my car. I definitely don't do that with my car. I haven't done that really since high school. But. Well, you just don't have a cruising kind of Jeep. I don't have a cruising kind of Jeep. And I've become a not cruising kind of guy. I I don't know what to say. I feel like that. that's okay. <laughs> I don't know how to respond. Um, You're doing hey, the right thing. Do you want to see all of these same characters, but not them, in another thing where you're going to have to learn all their names again? And then also there's aliens again, but they have different kinds of powers. There's no grandmas. Uh, yes, I'm excited to. I love issues of canon and reconciling things that have changed from one version to the next. This is actually my jam. So let's do it, Ryan Mogi. Well, okay. All right. That was an episode called Where Have All the Cowboys Gone? Where indeed have all the cowboys gone? How do you think that? A uh, song or a lyric figures into what we watched. Does it? I don't think so. Not. I, I'm now worried that the fourth episode of any show is not great. I was trying to go back through it in my head, <laughs> and I was like, "What are the fourth episodes of TV shows that I that I like?" Right. 
Um, and I think the fourth episode of Lost is Walkabout, which That's is the good yeah, it's the John Locke episode where that ends with the twist of like, oh my God, he was in a wheelchair before and he's not in a wheelchair now. Okay. Lost has, I think, Lost, Orange is the New Black. Any show that does the rotating protagonist thing, sure, has an advantage because every episode is like a pilot and a movie and a has yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, for it. sure. This is not that. N- no. This episode had an awful lot in common with uh, the, what was the name of the other, the other fourth episode? Leaving Normal. Leaving Normal. Um, there was a lot of uh, action at the hospital. Yep. There was Max declaring that he didn't want to be a god <laughs> or, Whether, or yes. couldn't be a god. Yes. Um, there was uh, ice cream. Yep. And I feel like there's one more thing. There was a good amount of Liz Kyle. Which uh-huh. It thus far on either of these shows. Seems like the show to me. Yeah, it seems like the show. I would say that after there may be like two more Liz Kyle like moments in the first season of Roswell. Mm-hmm. But like it's not they're not like one of the main couples on the show. But from these two episodes, you would think Liz Kyle is like a primary ship. Yeah, totally. Um, to- that that's exactly what I get from from the two episodes Especially that we like, watched. like as a it's like are you a Liz Kyle or a Liz Max? It's like that is not a love triangle. In original Roswell, she's in love with Max from like the minute he touches her stomach and saves her life. Uh-huh. And then in this one, I don't know, she's got armor. I don't know if you heard that. Oh, um, yeah, a, a couple times I heard that she's got armor. <laughs> I'm sorry. I Look, there's a reason that your heart is in a cage, Ryan. <laughs> That's an interest. I'll think about it. I, that's interesting. I guess I've never heard that before. Have you heard that before? Mm, I, I don't think so. But it had like the ring of familiarity to it. Yeah, like it's a lyric to a song that I forgot that I knew. Maybe it's a lyric buried in "Where Have All the Cowboys Gone?" That I don't know about. I don't think. I, I mean, I don't think so. <laughs> Where is my John Wayne? So yeah, that's a lesson that she learned from Rosa. Yes, and Rosa gets a little bit more airtime though i don't feel like we get more development of her uh well i I guess i I don't know what more more development is i i do feel like this this mystery is like leading places or like there's like something substantial to the mystery of what happened to rosa yeah i'm leaning toward because at the end of the episode Uh uh-huh uh michael claims responsibility for the murder of the girls and i had forgotten about the girls so what happened now hold on this is was this in the immediate <laughs> after glow i was like who were the girls? you were like but we I don't forgot. know anything about these girls but i was completely wrong oh, okay. because what happened mm-hmm. okay so rosa is like a drug addict and like a ne'er-do-well in the town everyone right. knows this better right then um she is in a car accident with two young two teenage girls from there from high school oh okay she they both die so the story is rosa was on drugs and killed the two girls but in reality well in reality one we find out that rosa had a silver handprint on her face <laughs> across her mouth it's weird okay hard to hide hard to hide so we don't know we don't know what alien did that? What alien did that? So it sounds so there's aliens involved, and now we do know that Max, Liz, and Isabel are keeping a secret. Sorry, 
Mags, Isabel, and Michael are keeping a secret about it. <laughs> I was, I was, I was with you like one hundred percent. And as you went back to correct yourself, I was like, "What is she possibly correcting herself?" <laughs> She's so right. <laughs> so, yeah. so Mike, so Michael did something. So, but it might end up that Michael was like being a dumb teenager and like laying down in the middle of the road, and a car yeah. accident happened. Like, yeah, I'm you and not I not excited about Mike. I wanted it to be Isabel mm-hmm. so bad. You know this, right? I was saying yes. it over and over. I want Isabel and Rosa to have been in love. Isabel, maybe yes. to try to erase Rosa's memories of her, drive her crazy. Then she go, gets out of town. Yeah, and she accidentally blows is, her up. Whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. what I wanted, but that didn't happen. Well, and you and I have talked about in Gossip Girl, first yes. season Gossip Girl, when uh, it's like a, a mid-season break or something, mm-hmm. where like the 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 thing that we cut away from is Serena saying like, I killed a guy. I um, and I loved that thought. It, like as it was happening, thought it was like one of the most exciting yes. things I'd ever seen on TV. Um, and, but then obviously as we learn more about that, it's like, yeah, she didn't actually she didn't kill really, a guy. She was like around when he had a heart attack or something. Yeah. Like who, who cares? Um, and yeah. could that be what Michael's, like they that same kind of thing where he's like, That's... I killed those girls. And it's like, well, okay. Yeah. Or like he didn't tell him to slow down. I don't know. <laughs> like I'm I didn't point out the street signs warning them that it's a tight curve ahead. Yeah. I'm not and I don't mean to be negative about the show because I do really like this show. This episode was definitely my least fave. Uh-huh. We now here's one thing that um, I will rewatch and try to soak up. I do think I like the dynamic between Michael and Maria. Between Michael and Maria. Him as like the like ne'er do well reprobate bar customer, and her as the bartender and maybe bar owner. Yeah, it's not clear what. It's not clear. Like her mom her owned it, there. so maybe does her mom still own it? Does her mom exist still? Is her mom dead? If, I don't know. Because she was hanging out there when she was in high school. Sure. Yeah. Anyway. But and when Rosa was like stealing stuff, yes. she said, "Yeah, okay, got it." So like, but so I enjoyed like some of that sassafras back and forth of where they clearly like each other, but they're gonna give each other a hard time. I enjoyed that. I don't know. I'm I'm feel like I'm trying to find things that like I, I well it's it's hard because I mean in the last episode that we were talking about, I yeah. was like. I was into the idea of Max. I was like, yes. he's a mysterious. You did like. I, I liked him. We didn't know much about him. And I was okay with In that. In this episode, within one minute, you're like, he talks too much. He talks so much. <laughs> Why does he talk so much? He's, he's got, got no mystery about him. I th- okay, here's. Because there is something. There is, it feels like a continuity of character in some ways. Okay. To the show. I feel like this is what happens if Max had no one to talk to for 10 years. He's just keeping it bottled he's up. He's keeping it all bottled up. And he's, like, maturing enough to, like, intellectualize and, like, understand his feelings. Because I think part of Teenage Max is he's, like, figuring things out. So, like, when sure, he he's says, just I'm holding not a God, it. Yeah. like, that kind of just, like, pours out of him. He hasn't, like, thought about that for hours alone in his house. Whereas it's, like, a reasoned decision that he's coming to yeah. in, in this show? In this show, I feel like he's thought about all these things, and now he finally is saying it out loud. Well, like, kind of how could you not, if you're an alien with superpowers, who's a goddamn cop? Yeah, it's shocking that he doesn't save more people. Right? I mean, he leaves a, he leaves a mark on them, on people he saves. So he does do that, though. He does use his alien powers Well, he to- used it on Liz. Okay, yeah, but, but I mean, like... she did... asked him, and he was like, no, I don't, I've never done it before. 
Okay, so that's not like as part of the job. No, he's not a super cop. He's just a cop. Okay. Is like the police job in Roswell, New Mexico chill enough that like he would never have need for his superpowers? Like is he able to be an effective cop? Or like does he watch people die and he's just like, Well, I mean Can't I play think, God. I don't think he watches that many people. It's a pretty small town. Sure. So I don't think he watches that. It's not like a place with a lot of gun violence necessarily. Okay, good. But he's definitely probably seen people die. Like he's shown I up do, to car accidents. I and just stuff. don't like this, Max. I just don't like him. I don't like his relationship with his partner. I don't like his partner. I like her. But like I said, I think I will like her more when her storylines are not about Max. And it looks like now she's got a storyline where there's a secret Charlie person. Okay, so that is interesting. Secret Charlie person. Secret Charlie person. And, and like maybe working with the government. Maybe working with the government like, guy. Like, that's cool. Yes. That's cool. I'm into that. Especially because she doesn't know consciously that it's a betrayal of Max. Yes. Like, right now, all of that is... Well, I guess she does know that Max was there in the basement of the hospital... Right. When the big explosion happened and that the marks on the explosion looked like some lightning struck. Right. And oh, and like the photographs that the yeah. army so guy she, is is setting out. I just yeah, I guess my my big problem with her is that she is written like a TV character in a way <laughs> that the rest of these dudes are not. Yeah. Um she made that reference to the movie being a a postmodern homage to Metropolis yeah. and then also was like as part of your apology you have to give me three orgasms. Yeah. I'm just like you are a goddamn TV character. No one in the world talks like that. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Yeah, I like I said, I I have hopes for her, Mm -hmm. but I think you're right. I think that all in all, and part of it is they're adults, Mm -hmm. but all in all, these characters feel three dimensional to me. Yes, even in an episode like this, like, and I said this to you also a bunch of times because I was very disappointed. (laughs) There's no Alex in this episode, so my main (gasps) ship. I don't even know an Alex. I want to show you clips or something. I may. Well, I mean, uh, force you uh, to watch. Just gotta bring me back on for another episode or something. <laughs> no, but like, yeah, there is a guy named Alex. Okay. You didn't see him in Roswell OG. I did not. He is on this show too, but you didn't see him. But that's my ship. And there was none of it. Alex and Michael. Alex and Michael. It was very disappointing. So, but all of that to the side, I think they did a good job of making characters that feel like three-dimensional characters even if they weren't doing a ton of things i found super interesting. yeah like uh, i wasn't like this is a bad show i was just like this is not i want more different stuff to happen yeah i mean it, it feels like there's just like wasted time or like wasted moments like I, I i made a joke in the in the previous episode uh when liz shows up at kyle's door yeah and, and like there's a scene where like all she does is like knock on the door and is like hey, can you talk for a second? And then it's like a new scene. It's like, uh, just cut that one. They can just start talking. Um, but like this one, uh, Lizzie's dad collapses, goes to the hospital, gets diagnosed as pre-diabetic, yes. and then like gets let out. So like, I guess they're, they're reminding us that he's undocumented because like they, they mentioned like, oh, you know, ICE isn't going to be notified or yeah. anything. So like, it's kind of the show reminding us that it's playing around with like bigger themes or like kind of weightier ideas, but like yeah. not really doing anything with it. Well, and they use it as a way to 
uh, for Kyle to offer Liz the job. But sure, I think yeah. he could have done that at her house when he yeah. comes over to have sex with her. Like, <laughs> That's which... right. <laughs> Just comes over to have sex. Well, and then, and then makes up... a weird comment about, like, oh, I still feel nervous being in your dad's, being in your room in your dad's house with the door closed. Yeah. It's like, you just had sex. Like, Yeah, no, you don't. You stop, don't You don't feel stop. nervous. And you did that in the wake of her telling you that she thinks that her sister, her teenage sister, right. had an affair with your dad. So you are clearly not, you. Your hangups are not that intense, Kyle. No, no. Other people couldn't have gotten laid right after that. She backs off of that pretty quick, though. She makes well, the- Well, she says it. She asserts it. Cut to commercial. <laughs> Cut to commercial. And then she's like, but maybe not. Yeah. And we don't think so. No. No, we think probably like sponsorship. Yeah. 12-step sounds- program. The first step is the hardest step. Mm-hmm. I bet there's a rehab facility in Los Alamos. Totally. Like, I, I think- What is the first step? Is that give- it, it- is it like give yourself over it's to a higher a power? Oh, admit you have a problem. I don't think you have to give yourself over for a couple steps. Okay. But yeah, you admit you have a problem. That step can go for a long time. I guess I was confusing the first step with the first commandment. <laughs> Which is thou shalt not kill? No. No, the first. Uh, oh, the no first, God above me. That's right. The first three are all God related. Yeah, you had to kill. Give it, kill is like number five or something. The commandments are fucked up, man. Yeah, I mean, the people who wrote them lived in a different time. That's true. (sighs) (laughs) Okay, so... I like Kyle. I like Dr. Kyle. Oh, cool. I think he's... uh, I I like that he's... um, If uh, if nothing else, uh, Lizzie's dad uh, being in there, being in the hospital, like, shows that he can be kind of a not, like... A law and order like by the books like he can be a mm-hmm. good doctor and like serve the community without like enforcing any sort of uh draconian stupid rules yeah um which i wonder if that's going to put him in opposition to um max who's a cop yeah but i also don't really know what max believes or i mean he loves liz <sighs> he uh, made that abundantly clear <laughs> i did not care for that scene i didn't either but it also was like I, well, I think we hated it as much as Lizzie did. Yes, exactly. Liz was not down for it. So it was like, it was like, cool. Like, if Liz had then fallen into his arms, I think I would be more annoyed with it. But totally. it was just him being like, I told you my feelings. Tell me your feelings. Yeah, you and have she, to use the words. And she's like, what? She's like, I don't know. I feel a lot of things. Go away. <laughs> and he's like, no, but use different words. And she's like, I'm fucking scared, bro. And he's like, all right, well, see you never. If, if she had said, I'm fucking scared, bro. That's what oh I heard. <laughs> she said, I'm fucking scared, bro. And he was like, oh, but did you believe that I love you? Okay, that's all that matters. Okay, like, no. bye. Which, I'm coming, I'm coming kind of hard at Max. <laughs> but I am disappointed in some of his choices. I think his, you're picking up my energy. I think there's a little of that, mm-hmm. for sure. But I... I think he's being emotionally unfair to her. Totally. Especially, and she doesn't even know this for sure, but we know for sure he is keeping additional secrets about the death of her sister from her. Yes. Which, he has a right to keep secrets, but you can't then be like, tell me all your feelings, be vulnerable. Yeah, no, that's, that's, like, that's, that's not fair. No, bro. Um, are the alien siblings closer in uh, the, this new show than they are in the other one? They've had an extra 10 years of keeping their secret from everyone sure okay so i mean they're pretty close in the other show but like there's teenagers and 
Sure. And, and Max also betrays them at age 16. Okay, okay. And, like, it seems like at age 18 in this show, he maybe covers up a murder for them. Right, so that would that would change a <laughs> relationship. Well, cause, yeah, it's like closer. We <laughs> we see it like maybe three or four different scenes of them like just hanging out at their house, yes. sort of like talking about what to do next. Yes, and like dealing with their collective alienness. Mm-hmm. Um, in this show that I, you know, the in the other one, it was just kind of like, well, why don't we use our alien powers to prank them? You yeah. know. Well, and in the other one, somehow Max gets beat up, goes home, goes to school the next day, is at school all day, and Isabel doesn't see him. Yeah, that's and she's looking for him, too. She's looking for him, and then she's like, I heard you got beat up. So, like, they're now that they're adults and they all live in separate houses, they seem to spend more time together, <laughs> which is weird. But again, instead of him betraying them at 16, uh-huh. he covered up a murder for that's them right, at That's right, that's right. So, so they're spending a lot of time together now, time. sharing their little murder secrets. I'm going to be so disappointed if it was an act. I want some dirt. Yeah, for real. Uh, like, f- some, some real, real dirt. Yeah. Um, what's up with Isabel's psychic powers? Okay. So, she has them. In the OG show... Is she part of the Phoenix Force? No. I will. Until it is demonstrated to the contrary. Maybe. maybe. I'm sure in multiple fanfics. Sure. She is. Um, In this, in the original one, her, her psychic power is mainly she can dreamwalk you, which essentially means enter your dreams and interact with you in your dreams. Okay. Uh... And you don't necessarily like, well, you don't necessarily notice her as sort of inception-y. In this one, we've seen her do this where she connects with people and she can tell them to do things or have them change and then they will obey what she said. Right. and she, or, or it seems like she can get them to tell her things too. Yeah. But she still needs to like sort of make them tell. Like she can't just like yeah. read the information out of their minds. And it seems to also be, which I think that's probably because tv show right but i think it's also in both the dream and in this it's the other person's not it's all subconscious so like maria doesn't know that isabel right pried that information out of her so it's like it's essentially that isabel can get to your subconscious and affect it Mm -hmm. um in the previous episode which we saw in the previously on uh she tried to do it to liz and she tried to be like liz leave and liz was like um I got to stay because of Max. And she's like, oh, my God, you love Max. But then in that wall, Isabel, and they did put this previously. It was crazy. Oh, man, I wish you'd come last week. Colin would have been mad if I had bumped him, but still. <laughs> in the last one, she's talking to Liz, and then all of a sudden, someone's talking to her. And it's like, hey, what are you doing to my sister? And it's Rosa. And Rosa is talking to Isabel. What? Yeah, it was crazy. It was really good. Is Rosabelle uh, Rosabelle? <laughs> uh, is Ro- that is the ship name? One hundred percent. Is Rosa inside Liz's head? Who knows? Or is she inside Isabel's head? Or is she just like a wandering spirit? Or is she an actual ghost? Did she instead of dying bond with the Phoenix Force? <laughs> uh, that could be it. Or maybe Max made her corporeal and she never uncorporealized. Maybe, maybe. We'll never know. We um, might know at some point. We might know at some point. The um, show may wrap up some of these mysteries. God, I can't believe 
My favorite ship wasn't on this episode. <laughs> so I'm, I'm I'm sorry. I feel like I have failed you in <laughs> in not seeing <sighs> Alex in these episodes. It's okay. Don't feel bad. Okay, I won't. <laughs> um, no, and Max is just kind of a wiener. He's just like, <laughs> just like is being a little bit of a punk this episode, which is fine. He can't. Yeah. He's not perfect. I also feel like they played up the Max Kyle thing enough to for me to just be like, Max, get over it. Like, Liz and Kyle are friends, and she was really freaked out, and she told the truth to someone who was not lying to her. Yeah, someone who's, like, got a real connection with her. Yes. Instead of, like, someone who just, like, spilled his guts. Okay, but, yeah. Who and- just, <sighs> he opened his heart. Oh, my God. She's Last- got armor, though. She's got armor. Last episode, he admitted that he has been, he has been in love with her every day for the 10 years that she's been gone. You can't do that to someone. Well, and come on, bro. Every day? Yeah, there are days that you forgot she existed. I mean, and if you didn't, that's worse. 10 years? 10 years. 10 years. 10 years. He's like, I've been loving you every day for 10 years. Can you name a person you haven't seen in 10 years? Uh out loud (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay 10 years ago maybe just the first name or initials or something or a Uh, nickname doesn't have to be a real name it's hard because i guess it would be somebody 10 years 10 years maybe this girl i worked with tracy penny (laughs) but i was not in love with her okay but what if she said to you that she's in love with you and has uh, thought about you every day for the last 10 years. There's no way that you no can way. take that information without like freaking out or no. just like but rejecting it yes. out of hand. So there have been implications from a viewer perspective, not from a Liz. Liz should be freaked out and yeah. clo- hide behind her armor. But from a viewer perspective, we've had implications that Isabel did something to Liz before she left to make Liz leave. Like Liz was gonna try to be with Max or wanted Max, mm, okay. And Isabel made Liz leave, so it's possible that Liz was also in love or loved Max or had whatever oh. feelings that were. But we know uh, that we know that Liz has that psychic resistance for whatever reason. Yeah, for whatever reason, and she's. But she, maybe she has psychic resistance because she had been like attacked by. Uh, Isabel psychic attack in the past. I think that that's possible. Is that how is that how that works? Yeah, more armor. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That if Um, you get attacked with uh, psychic attacks enough, that your mind builds up like a resistance to it. I don't think it always does, but I think that depending on your personality, Mm. you would avoid situations and patterns where you are manipulated that way. Because to keep bringing it back to the X Men, like. I feel like that's something that in a lot of interpretations uh, Magneto is able to do. Um, Like sometimes he has a helmet that like blocks out psychic whatever. But I think there are are a lot of times I I know I've seen Magneto's that's just like, no, he knows how to control his thoughts. So you can't. Yeah. So you can't Professor X him. Well, but he's, I think, very partially because he's like has, I don't know, he has this like very complicated relationship with Professor X. Yeah. It's like long. Oh, yeah. Story. But he is able to, like, consciously block it. I don't think Liz has done any work to consciously protect her brain. Sure. I think. But she's also been not with Alien. She left. 
She's been in 14 cities. and uh, Had to drop out of college twice. Turned her back on every boyfriend. Did she say every boyfriend, or did she give a number of boyfriends? I think she said every boyfriend, but also, like, duh, that's what happens. Yeah, that, that, what that is what you are. do. <laughs> boyfriends are for you to turn your back on. And, th- I mean, what are you going to do? Like, not turn your... I've, I still date every boyfriend. No. That's what it is. You, It's over, bro. Right. Turn your back on boyfriends. I mean, I guess, except for Kyle. Turned her front on it. Oh, damn. Yeah. Th- I Okay. I will say, mm. back when I thought I w- might like this episode a lot, uh, I enjoyed the little flashback with Rosa and Liz and the prom dresses. I did, too. I thought that was cute. It was nice. It also, I don't think it was purposeful, but it felt a little bit li- Lily Kane, Veronica Mars. Too. Okay. I don't know if you're familiar with I'm that show. I'm not familiar with Veronica Mars, no. I said that like I didn't know. I did know that. <laughs> you know. You know. <laughs> I 100% knew. <laughs> um, but in that show, in, this could be the fourth episode. It might be, which would throw the fourth episode theory out of the water because it's a good episode. Maybe it's just that the fourth episode of Roswell is it always bad. Um. But in that, uh, Lily is not, it's not her sister. It's one of her best friends. And is like, Veronica, you always want to wear pink. But I know the true you is a red dress. Mm. And then in, then Lily gets murdered. Not a spoiler. <laughs> but Lily gets murdered. And then we're back in the pl- present. And uh, Veronica wears like a sexy red dress to homecoming her junior year. Yeah, there's. And it's I, like a thing. Yeah, the uh, the like shortcut to the the red dress as actually what does the what does the red dress mean in this? I it's mean, her I think armor. It, well, it one thing it means I'm not Daddy's little girl because Dad sure. picked out the other dress, which that's I know she's a he's a single parent, but like I can't even imagine a world in which my dad would pick, pick out, out my dress. prom dress. No, that's like, pretty crazy. It's one thing if your dad, like, bought you a dress at Old Navy when he was shopping for something else. He's like, oh, here, have a thing. Shh, maybe. Ma- I don't even, think my even dad has a bought lot. me a dress. Uh, I'm sure at some point in my life. Like, when I was- you're sure? <sighs> How did I get all the dresses I had? My mom didn't like shopping. Yeah, but, so like, probably it's- once. <sighs> if I told him to his face, you never bought me a dress, he'd, he'd think of he, the time. He, he would figure out yeah. one? But, like, certainly from the time that I was a teenager, he ne- I mean, he, would buy- he buys me, like, um, he does like to shop for clothes, but it would be, like, a, a, a sweatshirt or a cute top. Yeah, a prom dress is such a specific thing. Yeah, for your dad to pick out to for you. To pick it out for you. No. So she needed, so I think some of it was, like, girl versus woman. Right. She also just told her sister that she had lost her virginity to Kyle. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then we get to see it again them have sex i mean we get to see, see that for the first time we get we get and to, we get her to give him a little shit which is cute yeah honestly if i wasn't so disappointed because at that point in the episode i had realized i really wasn't gonna see alex <laughs> <laughs> so i was like whatever so you, so so you were already these- you were already stone when he took off his shirt and i was like Fine, whatever. I want to see Michael's hairy chest. I don't want to see your wax chest. Come on. Uh, I'm going to have to rewatch the other episode. But I think so. I was a little bit like, all right, whatever. This is not the couple I want to see sure. right now. 
But they were fine. They were cute together. I thought it was cute. And that, but it only made Max look worse. Oh yeah, Max, Max looked... is like, "Give me your feelings," and she's like, "Whatever, dude." What? I just had sex. <laughs> I just had sex with my high school boyfriend. I don't need feelings. <laughs> I don't know, man. Feelings? Do you understand? My dad is pre-diabetic. <laughs> I mean, that's the dream: have sex with your high school boyfriend ten years later, and it's good. Yeah, I mean. That's the dream. <laughs> That's the dream. <laughs> I think it also helps if he looks like um, a hot version of Rookie of the Year guy. Yeah, who we couldn't land on that actor's Thomas name. Thomas Ian Nicholas. Why? Why? Why do I know this? I don't know. Why is this in my head? I don't. This is your life. This is what. <laughs> I do. I this do is choose. how your brain works. I've trained it. Um. <laughs> He looks like him more. They're not related, but no. they could play. <gasps> Do you think they could play father and son? Oh, how old are we? Shit. How old are we? Was the question? Yeah, because there was a time where rookie of the year was my peer. Yeah. And now is my peer old enough to play the dad of a, of a hot doctor? doctor? I don't think so. I don't. Oh. God, I hope not. Ryan, how old how old are okay, we? You know what though, actually Are we dead? <laughs> let me tell you the truth. Yeah. Because I'm remembering this now. It just takes me a minute to remember things. Uh Vanessa and I looked up how old hot Dr. Kyle was. Yeah. In the first episode. Yes. He's only like a year younger than Vanessa. Okay. So he's like three months younger than me. And, and like a year younger yeah! than me. Okay. All right. Please, okay, so Either Rookie of the Year is way old, which is probably not true. No, I don't think Rookie of the Year is okay, that old. Okay, so they could be brothers. Maybe they have different moms. No. Well, it doesn't matter. Different one of their parents. <laughs> They're half brothers. Or there's just like a big gap between them. Yeah. There's 10 years between my sister and my brother. There you go. Like, it could be like- 10 years. That's, 10 years is a very long- I it's, didn't mean to glide over that. That is- it's a, it's a long time. It's a long time. And I'm right in the middle. Well, then- We, do, we do child weird. five years- child yeah that seems yeah. more planned yeah it seems less surprising right whereas like hot dr kyle probably was like what what are you doing here we already have a rookie but then they had the baby and they were like this baby is hot <laughs> we're like god damn <laughs> i mean i know this first one could really pitch he could pitch so well so well until his arm healed correctly then he could pitch underhanded like his mom did he pitch underhand like his mom? I forget how the movie ends. That's how it ends. He first he finds out. Okay, so he's got a really good arm. <laughs> he wins. A lot I don't of need games. the whole movie, right? At the <laughs> end, he's using uh, what he thought was his dad's old mitt, uh-huh. and he like peels back part of the mitt, and it has his mom's name, and he realizes his mom was the really good baseball player who had to quit when she got pregnant or something. Okay. So then she kind of looks at him and like somehow they make eye contact while he's on the mound and she's in the stands. But this is a professional game. I don't know how you do that. No, it would be impossible. But they make eye contact and I think the mom even mouths. Underhand. Yeah. And then I think she does say underhand and then he does like a a softball pitch and it throws the guy because the guy's expecting rookie of the year. Right. But instead, he gets Soft. mom pitch. Yes, and then maybe mom even softball pitch. Is Tony Danza in that movie? Is he? Or, or is Tony Danza in Angels in the Outfield? Christopher Lloyd is in Angels in the Outfield. Well, yeah, but he doesn't play the Tony Danza part. 
Can you imagine any Tony Danza part being played by Christopher Lloyd? Yeah. Now I want them to play brothers. <laughs> Those are good brothers. Also, I would love to see Ted Danson playing any Christopher Lloyd part. Wait, did I say Ted Danson? Tony Danza. Tony Danza. I was thinking Ted Danson. Also amazing. Man, we are all over the place right now. And honestly, Christopher Lloyd could have played Sam Malone. It would have been a different vibe, Uh huh. but I still would have been into it. Me too. And it would have worked. Yeah, that would have been great. And, you know, on the flip side, Ted Danson could play Doc Brown. It wouldn't be as good. It would be insane. He could do it now. If you, I think he, was, <laughs> he could do it now. I think there was a time where he was too, he was too Mr. He handsome was too man. sexy, yeah. Yeah, Doc Brown cannot be handsome. It does mess up a lot of the calculus. Like, makes it, like, <laughs> does, makes everyone would just be nice to him. He would have a nice <laughs> life. People would be giving him. People would have lined up to give him uranium. That's true. He wouldn't need, he wouldn't need the Libyans. Yeah, or like the Libyans would all just like give him hugs. They wouldn't be driving. I think you're giving Libyan terrorists too much credit. I think you're underestimating Ted Danson's charm. <laughs> we'll, ne- uh, we'll I- never know. We'll never know. <laughs> okay. I think we've now covered everything there is to say about Roswell, New Mexico. Um, unless, do you have any final thoughts about these two shows that you That I've seen in? non-representative episodes of. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I enjoyed them both. Hey! Um... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that right. I do have any closing thoughts on, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> on either of these episodes. <laughs> um, do you ever talk about things you do like? Is there anywhere people could find you on the internet to hear you talk about things that you are enthused about? Oh my gosh. So I do a Nintendo show called the Nintendo Cartridge Society, which comes out on every Tuesday and Thursday. Ryan has been a guest multiple times on that show. It's a fun show. Um, you should check that out um, just wherever you find podcasts. And then also Ryan and I and previous guest Colin uh, J. Morris uh, and Kelly Nugent do a show called Same Day Shipping where we talk about uh, fictional characters and who we want them to hook up with. Yes. Which is never how I've described that show before, but I think that's, I mean, that's, what, that's, it is. that's what it is. We try snappier things, but like if you get down to it. Right. We just, wanna, we just want to hook up our favorites with our favorites. Yeah. And then talk about it with our friends. Right. And sometimes like yell at each other about how gross we're being. And uh, sometimes we're supportive of each other. Yeah. No, and- we are. Su- we're, it's not a lot of shame. No, 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 no. But. There is there a is level, some shame. There's some. There's a level of like, you know, natural judgment. Y- yes. Yeah. Healthy judgment, I yeah, would say. Yeah. Healthy skepticism. And one time we watched Bandersnatch. So that's <laughs> that same day shipping. Which had no ships. <laughs> no ships in Bandersnatch. None. None. I mean, the two guys for a second, but then that turns very bad. Also. Uh, we found out about this later. If you refuse the drugs that he gives you, spoilers for Bandersnatch. Yeah. Uh, he he doses you, which is he, which, which is, is fucked hey, up. Hey, guess what? Unshipped. Yeah. That's all that takes. Hard unship. All right. Well, thank you so much for <laughs> talking about Roswell and Roswell, New Mexico. <laughs> thank you, Ryan. All right, bye. Thank you for listening to Welcome Back to Roswell. If you're enjoying the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review.
Also, if you'd like to geek out further on Roswell New and Old and see my gift-making prowess develop, you can connect with the show on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram as at RoswellPod. Have an amazing week.